Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Today, I want to share a little bit of my story on how I cut porn out of my life, what it was like for me to stop my addiction, to get porn away from me, to stop seeking it out. We're going to get really real. Um, I was thinking about the podcast the other day and just processing through, okay, we have talked about a lot. Like there are a lot of episodes. There are 50 plus episodes on here. And what's crazy is I could have a thousand more and still not address everything that goes into healthy sexuality, but that's so exciting and so encouraging because it just means we get to keep growing, get to keep learning um, and making it so much better. But I realized that we have talked on the podcast about the difference between masturbation and porn, which they are very different. Um, And so I will link that episode in the show notes, as well as the episode that I have on encouragement for how to stop watching porn if you have an addiction, if you have some sort of sexual addiction, like different ways that you can support yourself as you go through this journey. Um, And so I'll link that episode in the show notes as well. But what I really haven't gone over, and I've mentioned on here that I have previously dealt with porn, but what I haven't gone over is how I got away from it, what it was like for me to get healthy. I don't always share a lot of my story on this podcast, which is really, really difficult because stories do so much. They are so encouraging, but I haven't shared, um, areas of my life that I haven't worked through. So you won't hear anything on this podcast that I have not worked through. There are areas of my sexuality that I still need to grow in. There are areas of my marriage that I still need to grow in. And you guys don't get the inside scoop on that yet because it is personal. Um, it is something that I don't want to share with you anything any success or any area of expertise that I haven't previously worked through. Now, if it's something where I can just share um, and commune with you guys in the struggle and in life, then yes, I want to be there. I want to do that. But I never want to encourage you guys in something or help you get better in something that I am not working on myself or not getting better in or haven't, um, haven't already gotten a lot better in. So there are a lot of things where I haven't shared my story, but this is an area where I do get to share my story. I do get to say that there is freedom. There is light. There's an end. There's a way out. And so if you are somebody who deals with some sort of sexual addiction, specifically porn in different forms, that can be um, porn by video, that can be porn by audio, that can be porn by erotica or, or literature. There are so many different forms, but if you struggle with that or have struggled with that, um, if you're dealing with it, or if you know somebody who's dealing with it, this is my story. This is how I got out of it. Um, and it won't work for everybody, but 
I do think that there are people out there who will understand this, who are ready for this step and are ready to, to wrap this season of their life up and say no more that I I'm ready to get out. I'm done with this. This is not for me. This is not who I am. So to preface it, if you don't know already, porn is awful. It is horrible. First of all, it is horrible for your mental health. Second of all, horrible for your relational health. It ruins relationships, whether or not your partner is okay with it or not, um, whether or not you guys do it together or not, it ruins relationships. Third of all, it ruins your spiritual health. Fourth of all, it ruins your sexual health. I mean, you can go in and look at the studies and you can find different accounts and I'll maybe link a few below in the show notes that are helpful or encouraging on um, just the effects of porn and the impact of porn. But it causes emotional isolation, relational isolation. It causes mental issues. It causes arousal issues. Um, It causes so many problems, sleep problems, health problems, you name it. Um, There is not a single benefit of porn in any form. Like it is not a way to get healthy. It is not a way to learn to arouse yourself. It has no benefit other than to ruin things. And the really crappy part of all of it is that it's also nearly impossible to get away from. So when I started doing research on sex and healthy sexuality and everything that went into that, I heard a statistic on an age range of when kids typically first see porn. And for young girls, it was around the ages of 12 to 14. For boys, it was around the ages of 10 to 12. And now this is what, seven years later, eight years later, those age ranges are much lower. Um, For young boys, it's typically around the ages of six to eight. And for young girls, it's typically around the ages of, I can't remember, it's either It's either 8 to 10 or 10 to 12, but somewhere around the age of 10. And this is not necessarily saying that that's when, you know, they start dealing with their addiction, but it's typically the first time that they experience some form of porn. And it's just hard. It's just so hard, guys. I, you know, there are apps out there that can help block phones, that can help computers, that can, um, you know, try to make it so that those things are difficult to find and difficult to see. But if you want to see porn, you will. Like you just will. There's, there is always a a way around it. There is always a sneaky backdoor. And you can block things for yourself. You can block things for your partner. You can block things for your kids. But if they want to see it, if you want to see it, you're going to see it. And so this episode is for the person who is still struggling. And I struggled for a really long time. I can't remember the first time that I saw porn, um, but it was, it was middle school. And I was searching up something that somebody said at school. I was trying to understand what it was. Um, I didn't feel like I had a, a space to ask people those questions and I mean, even though my parents, you know, were open and they were available, it's like, how do you ask the question that I was searching out? How do I even ask what that is? Because I felt like it was dirty and it was wrong. So for me to even know about that thing meant that I was already in trouble. I was already wrong, but that didn't mean that I wasn't still curious. And so I went and searched and 
thus was my first experience. And it was really confusing to me. I remember feeling like, I don't know what this is. I don't like this. I don't understand this, but it was an open door for the enemy. And it was that first step in to my life. Um, and from there, it was a slow, slow journey for me. Um, some people hop right in and it's like the addiction is bam. It's right there. It gets started. It gets going. It's solid. It's heavy. Um, others, it is very, very slow. It's a slow fade like it was for me. And it was years in the making of slowly searching it out, realizing I can find pleasure through this, realizing I can find some sort of release through this. And guys, I got in deep. I got into the heavy stuff. I got into the things that still to this day sicken me. And I look back and I say, thank the Lord that there is a God who loves me, who will never leave me because I sure as heck would leave myself because the things that I saw, um, just heavy. It was really heavy and evil and awful. And I will, whenever those things come back up in my mind, I will take a second to just pray for myself, but also for the people involved in those videos. Um, and just pray that they are taken down, pray that, um, people are rescued, pray that porn is just eradicated from this world because it is awful. It is so twisted and warping of something that is gorgeous and beautiful and amazing. And I had no idea. I had no idea that sex could be so beautiful. And my first experiences with what sex um, was to the world was horrible, 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 horrible. But that didn't mean that I got away from it. And it was something I struggled with all the way up through college where um, it was it was off and on. It was seasons. It was times of me really just feeling close with the Lord and feeling like things were going great and um, having really, really good relationships, feeling really alive to times where I was really, really down, depressed, dealing with really heavy emotions. And then during those times, I would typically take a step back and I would go back into it and I would seek things out. In my freshman year of college was when I sort of pivoted. I had started seeking out healthy sexuality. That's when I started researching things. That's when I felt like there's something else out there. There's something different. I'm growing into an adult. Like this has got to stop. And so it became a lot less of videos or audio and it became me searching out, um, written stuff. So erotica literature and trying to find whatever sort of literature there was online, because I felt like in, in my mind, it was less, it was not as bad. Um, but really it was, I mean, there's no difference there. There's really not like, if you're going to put it in your brain, you're putting it in your brain, whatever format it happens, it happens. Um, but in my mind, I thought maybe it's a little bit better. It's a better version. If anything, honestly, it just made me feel better about myself. It made me feel like I wasn't as horrible of a person. I was really, really against, um, sex trafficking and, and everything involved with that. And so I didn't want to be a part of videos and audio and things like that, that I felt like were directly from that, but I was still supporting the porn industry. It's all interconnected. So anyway, um, it started getting less and less though. I started feeling like 
like I said, back to just this idea of like, I'm an adult, like (laughs) something has to genuinely change. And I knew that, you know, when I was in high school or, or whatever, but there's a difference. Your brain starts fully maturing. Um, that frontal lobe starts solidifying and closing up and, and saying, all right, it's time. Like you're an adult, like you can make decisions. You start using the full capacity of, of, the decision-making part of your brain. Um, whereas oftentimes teenagers, it's just, there's a lot still growing there. And I think that we expect teenagers to act like adults and to have reasoning like adults, but they just don't. And it's not their fault. They just don't, they're not there yet. Their brains aren't developed in that way. Um, their emotions aren't ready for that yet. But as I started to mature, as I started getting to that age where things were, you know, slowly figuring themselves out, I was figuring out who I was as a person porn started becoming less and less of a problem. And it was when I met Kyleb that things really took a change. I realized there was something healthy there and we made each other the best version of ourselves. Um, we supported each other. There was that community aspect with him, it, just this closeness that was so beautiful, so amazing. And I knew that I did not want porn to be a part of our marriage. I had something, I had a purpose. And oftentimes I think that that is a good place to start. Start with finding your purpose. And this goes for every area of your life. Like if you want to get something done, you have to know the reason behind it. Like you can't just make a decision. Like I'm going to do this goal. I'm going to have this thing. I'm going to be there and, and complete whatever it is. If you don't have any purpose, if you don't have any motivation behind it, if there's no reason for it, if you don't feel that conviction, then it's not going to happen. It's just not. So that was kind of how things got started, but it wasn't how things really changed. And so we'll get to that in just a second. Hey friends, I thought I would give you an update on my book reading this year. I am at 79 books that I have read this year, which is super exciting. I can't wait to continue that. I still have three months left that I plan to stack in quite a few more. And that has only been possible because I have both an Audible and a Kindle Unlimited subscription. If you guys haven't tried this out, I really highly recommend it. With Audible, you can go ahead and sign up for a free month and get two free books that you get to keep no matter whether you cancel that subscription or not. It is time that you started learning, started growing, started being your best self. And so much of that comes through reading and books. So if that sounds like a deal to you, go ahead and click in the show notes below. There will be a link to Audible where you can sign up for free and get those two free books. But I had a reason now. I had a reason. I had a person. I had a relationship. I had a connection that was going to be happening. And so when things started moving forward with him, I was like, all right, like this is it. Like we really got to get this figured out. And that is when I started diving even deeper into research and understanding healthy sexuality and what that looked like, what it looked like in scripture, what God actually had to say about it. I had a reason to start figuring out what I thought about it and where I stood. And I can't remember exactly when it is. I think it, it was sometime early on in our relationship that I was like, all right, I'm officially done. I'm done. And I told myself that I am done. Then we were dating, we got engaged, we got married. And then in that first year of marriage, there were a lot of problems with Kyla. We had, we had a lot of stuff to learn. We just did. We had a lot of areas of growth. We had a lot of things that we realized that we hadn't worked through relationally, um, expectations relationally that we had to understand. We had a new understanding of sexuality that we had to figure out. And it was about 
six months into marriage that I had my first slip up and I was devastated because it had been the longest I had ever gone. It felt like, okay, you know, I I really felt like the problem was over and then there were some marital issues and me feeling alone, um, feeling like sex really wasn't working out with Kyleb, feeling like, okay, this isn't what I expected. And I slipped up and I did not know what to do with myself because I remember I had remembered telling myself I was done and yet I wasn't again. And that is the thing that I've heard from so many people time and time again is this, this thing where they're like, I'm done. I'm quitting. It's over. I'm stopping it. I'm putting this block up. I'm telling this person I'm starting this book. I'm, I'm joining celebrate recovery. I'm whatever. Like it's over. It's over. It's over. I'm never doing it again. And then they do. And they don't even know what to do because they get hit with this realization that they weren't as strong as they thought they were. That porn is harder to get away from than they thought. And it's so defeating. It's so defeating when you feel like you don't even have a choice. And that's what a lot of people feel like. It's like, I don't even have a choice. Like it just happens. It's just there. And I think... I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm, I'm one of these people who's not really, really good at timelines. And so when I tell stories, like I try to remember as best as I can, but I, I'm just not good at remembering all of these sorts of details. But if I remember right, it was about a week. I think it was a week of just being really, really depressed and just using porn as a coping mechanism, using it as a way to give a message to my husband about our sex life. Um, and about our, our marriage and our relationship, it was a way for me to just feel better and self-pity and wallow and all of the ridiculous things, but understandable things. Um, when it comes to porn, porn is never just for sex ever, ever. Like no one goes to porn for sex, just for sexual pleasure. Like there's always an underlying reason. There is always some hurts or pains. There is always some relational issues. There's always some loneliness. There's always some anger. There is something fueling it because sex is meant to be this wholesome, fulfilling activity. This, this thing that lights you up, that, that connects you to someone else that helps you feel loved and and deal with all of these hormones and chemicals in your body in a really healthy and beautiful way. It is gorgeous and beautiful in so many ways. And the tainted version of that is just trying to find those beautiful things without having to be vulnerable, without having to open up to someone else. Um, It's the easy way to put a Band-Aid on, to make some sort of fix, even though it just makes things that much worse. And so here's the part of the story where things really changed, where things actually became different, really, really different. And I want to explain a little bit of the verbiage that I used and, and why it was different. So after that week, I just had a moment. I just had a moment where I was so devastated with who I was. I was so upset. I was like, this is not who I am. Like, I love talking to people about sex. I love talking to people about healthy sexuality. I 
thought I had grown so much and how am I back here? Like I was angry. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop journaling and just processing through it because I was so mad at myself and so sad and confused and hopeless, honestly. And there was a lot that happened with the Lord during that time. There was a lot of prayer. There was a lot of um, seeking out advice from other people and from resources and a lot of inner work. And while I don't remember everything that happened, while I don't remember, you know, I can go back and find my journals and be really interesting. Actually, I should have done that before recording this, but to see everything that I processed through, see all the frustrations, see all the confusion, see all the, there was a lot of self-hate um, and, and all of that. So I don't remember everything that went into it, but I do remember when things changed. And as it always seems to be for me, it's either when I'm taking a shower or right before I'm about to fall asleep in bed. But I had a moment in bed where I was laying there and for, I don't remember Kyle either had, um, like intramurals or he was gone for something and it was late at night and I had the decision of whether or not I was going to do this again. And I remember specifically thinking, this is not who I am. And it was different. It wasn't just the devastation. It wasn't like, this is not who I am. Like, how come it's whatever? Like, no, I had this moment where I sat up and I got intense. I got real intense with myself. And I told myself, Amanda, this is not who you are. You are not a person who watches porn. You are not. You are not and you will not. You you won't do it just because you don't want to. You won't uh, watch porn just because you know all the reasons that it's bad for you. You won't watch porn because of X, Y, Z. Amanda Ammons, you will not watch porn because that is not who you are. And it hit deep. And I started thinking about who I was. I was a person who loved healthy sexuality. I was a person who loved my husband. I still love both of those things. No past tense. I love healthy sexuality. I love my husband. <laughs> I, there were so many things in my life that I was growing and getting better in and identity things where I pride myself on being a getter dunner. I pride myself on choosing to do something and I am going to do it. I prided myself on being somebody who, if I say yes, it's yes. If I say no, it's no. And I looked at who I was and who I felt like God was looking at me as his identity for me, who I am in Christ, my personhood. And I started like laughing. <laughs> I don't remember if I laughed out loud, but like it was funny. It was a funny moment when I realized how much I had watched porn, how much I had gone into this world and seeing that I was acting as somebody else. I was like, what in the world? What in the world have I been doing? Like, that is not me. And so the difference here 
was I wasn't just saying, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do that thing. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to make sure I have blocks. I'm going to talk to people. Like previously, it was all about the action. It was what am I going to do or not do? And the day that porn didn't become a problem anymore was the day that I decided who I was going to be or not be. And I decided that I was not a person who watched porn. That if somebody came up and asked me, if I struggle with it, I could say, yes, I have, but it is not who I am. That is not who I am. And that made the difference, guys. That was the, that was the day it didn't become a temptation. There was some weird mental flip, mental switch, mental thing that happened where it was like, this is completely different. And there was a lightness. Man, there was a lightness. Like I felt like so much weight was taken off of my shoulders. And I can't believe that it took me to that point. And I also can't believe that 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 was all it was. But I think that's why cognitive behavioral therapy is so important. I think that's why there's so much out there about, you know, manifestation and all these different things. Um, And I think that's why it's such a big deal to know that your identity is in the Lord, that it is in Jesus. Because identity is huge. What you tell yourself about who you are makes a difference. If you tell yourself you were constantly the person who is tired and the one who has all the problems and somebody who can never get things done and whatever else it is, then you're going to be that person. You just are. The mental narrative you tell yourself is what will come out of, of yourself physically, what you will do, who you, who you will be, what you tell yourself. If you tell yourself that you are healthy, energetic, excited, ready for life, you're a doer, you're a getter doneer, you're a person who loves people, you're generous, you are happy, healthy, all of these things, that is what is going to come out of you. You are going to become those things because that is what you're telling yourself. That's why cognitive behavioral, like I said, it's cognitive behavioral therapy is so impactful, why it makes a difference. And I hadn't really applied it to my life before in this area. I had done behavior therapy where reward myself with this thing, put blocks here with this thing, punish myself here, do this, do that, do the other thing. Um, I had done some emotional work, which was really healthy. I had done motivational work, which was, you know, with Kyla and my relationship and what I desired, what I wanted out of sex. But the root of my problems was that I previously did not believe I could stop. I did not really believe it was over. I did not really believe it was done. I did not really believe that I was a person who didn't watch porn or didn't read literature, erotica, who didn't listen to it, whatever. Like I didn't really believe those things. I wanted to, I had this hope. I had this excitement. It's always like getting jazz. It's like, it's like that coming off of the, the mission trip or the church camp high or whatever exciting thing. I would have those moments with this issue in my life where like, it's over, it's done. I'm a changed person, whatever. But if we really, really got down to it, I hadn't actually told myself and believed that that's who I was that I was a person who didn't want it anymore, that it wasn't going to be a problem. And I had temptation in in the future. I, and I don't want this to sound like, 
I've never ever once wanted it again. Like, no, it has definitely come up. It's been a thing that that temptation has been there, but it has always been going back to me saying that is not who I am. And sometimes I've had to add on there. I am not that person, even when X, Y, Z, even when. And there have been times where it's been really, really tempting. And I have literally had to stop and say, no, I am not this person, even when I'm lonely. I am not this person, even when I'm having relational struggles. I am not this person, even when it feels like I might be. I'm not. That is not who I am. So if you are one of the people that is struggling with it, that keeps going back to it, keeps having a problem, I really want to call you to finding your identity. What do you really believe about yourself? Deep, deep down, do you have that hope that, that you are a person who doesn't need it, doesn't go back to it, doesn't use it? Um, and this doesn't always just stop the addiction. And that was another thing that I was thinking through as I was processing this episode and wanting to say that it doesn't mean it won't be difficult and it doesn't mean it won't be hard. And I feel like I was really nervous. I don't want to say doing this, there's two sides to this. I don't want to say that doing this, that telling yourself, changing your identity, really believing it, believing in who you are is going to mean that it is never going to happen again because it might come up. You might switch that belief. You might switch that identity. You might stop believing that whatever it is. But I also was really nervous because I don't want to give you that out. Because the moment that I decided it wasn't for me anymore, that that wasn't who I was, there was no more out. I didn't give myself an out. It just wasn't who I was. And it was never going to be that way again. And that is what I told myself. And that is what I decided. And I believe that that's really, really important. That's a huge part of it. Um, And so I want to give the caveat that it still might be a struggle. It still might be a thing. There are people who have different levels of motivation, different levels of conviction. Um, There's journeys for everybody. But I do believe that this is the root issue. I do believe that if you take a moment to fully decide who you are, you will be a different person. So it worked for me. (laughs) I guess that's all I have to say for this podcast episode. It worked for me. It changed my life. It made a huge difference. And I have helped coach other people through, through different sexual addictions. And it has been a different journey for all of those different people. Um, But this has still always been a huge piece of it, whether or not it fully got them out of it or fully dealt with the addiction. Identity is a huge, huge, huge piece of it. So if you struggle with porn, If you struggle with sexual addiction, work your way back, work your way all the way back to who you believe you are. And there can be a lot of surrounding issues, which we can't get into here um, because this episode is going to run real long if we do, but there can oftentimes be family things. There can be history there um, and it can take a lot of work. Don't shy away from it. If you really, truly want to get out of porn, get yourself a journal and work through this. All right, friends, I love you. I can't wait to see you next week. Um, If this episode was helpful, I will have my email below. I would love to hear about it. Go ahead and leave a five-star rating or a comment or a message me on Instagram. There are so many different ways. I just 
thrive off of the encouragement and the life that you guys give me back when I know the episodes were helpful. And I want to give you guys episodes that I know that can, can help you and support you. So any feedback is so, so appreciated. And like I said, I'll see you here next week.